ஹம்துல்லாஹிவாதிஹிஸ்தபாதிஹிஸ்தபாதிஹிஸ்தபாதிஹிஸ்தபாதிஹிஸ்தபாதிஹிஸ்தபாதிஹிஸ்தபாத
electric fence that currently is not working. Something has triggered the gate, it's wide open. The guard is fast asleep. So all the security arrangements that he's feeling very comfortable about, feeling very, very secure about that all this is in place so I can sleep comfortably, presently none of that is in place. But in his mind is it in place, so he's sleeping comfortably. But now when he wakes up in the morning, he gets a shock that that guard was, that that guard was, that that guard was unconscious or passed out or whatever, that gate was wide open, and neither, neither, neither was a fence, electric fence working. Everything was just completely out of order. But then he makes shukar, alhamdulillah, Allah protected us. But he still had a peaceful night's sleep. But had he known about all this before time? Had he just peeked out of the window before he went to sleep and saw the guard missing? And then he sees the gate wide open. He sees the gate wide open. Now he goes to try and close it. For some reason it's jammed. It's not closing. So his whole night is gone. He's not going to get a wink of sleep. So all this was within him. What he thought was there externally was missing. But it was in his heart and mind that now everything is in place. So he's got so much of trust on those external things that, dis- that, dis- that despite the fact that at that moment it was not there, yet he was very comfortable. Went to sleep keep very peacefully. And sometimes everything is in place, but for some reason he is just thinking that no, it's not going to work. Something is not going to come right. That God, it seems like he is going to not be able to overcome some challenge that comes up. This gate seems very flimsy. Something might just not work right. And somebody can just push it open. We heard about this electric fencing. People have been jumping over this also nowadays. Now all these things start running through his mind and running through his heart. And no matter what he tries to now do, to he's got everything in place. And more than what everybody else has got in place, he's got in place. But his heart and mind is in this turmoil. And as a result, his sleep is lost. And then this goes on day in and day out. As a result of which his health starts suffering. And he starts withering away. And he becomes a nervous wreck. But it's all in his mind. Externally, he's got everything in place. But that fear, or that anxiety, or that anxiety, or that anxiety that has now been allowed to settle in, that has taken over. So, in any case, this insan, Allah has created him with these emotions, these feelings, he has this feelings of fear, anxiety, there's feelings of security, feelings of peace, there's grief, there's happiness, it is all things internally. So just as this insan has certain things to take care of his needs externally, when he's feeling hot, then there is a, an air conditioner, there's a fan, there's something or the other to take a wash himself with cold water, he'll feel cool. If he's feeling cold, then there's things to heat him. So what is going to comfort the inner self? When this inner self is in all this anxiety, all this fear and this hopelessness that sometimes engulfs a person, feelings of despondency. Allah Ta'ala has created insan with needs, Allah Ta'ala has provided for those needs also. 
the matter is provided for insan's external needs. So to a greater extent, Allah Ta'ala has provided for his internal self. Because the external self, this is the secondary part of insan. Because this will perish. The external self is a very important vehicle for the real part of insan. It's a very important part of this insan. Because it is this very external self with which he will engage in the ibadat of engage in the ibadat of engage in the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. And it is this external self which you make sajda to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. It is this head that will come down onto the ground. It is these very hands that will be raised in dua to Allah Ta'ala. It is these own, these very same legs that will walk in tawaf around Baitullah. It is these very same eyes that will look into the pages of the Quran Sharif. It is the same tongue that Allah Ta'ala has blessed part of this physical being and this physical side of insan that this tongue will take the name of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. This tongue will recite the Quran Sharif. This tongue will recite Tasbihat. So this external self of insan is a very important part of him. But without that ruh in him, none of these things will do anything. If that ruh and soul is not in him, his legs can't make any tawaf. His eyes can't look into the Quran Sharif. The tongue can't move in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. The hand can't be raised in dua anymore. Nothing of this insan will work. Then the only concern will be how quickly he can now be put under the ground. And the emphasis is on to do it with haste, not to delay. That as soon as possible without undue delay, as soon as it's possible to now bury the person to bury him. Because now that's where he's supposed to be now. Because the ruh is gone. The real part of him has left him. So now this was very important while the ruh was with it. But now that the ruh has gone, this is going to become food for the ants. But the ruh will continue. The ruh of insan will continue. That ruh now has a, from the time Allah Ta'ala created it, from that moment, prior to that it was not in existence. But from the time that Allah Ta'ala created this ruh in alam arwah from that time onwards, this ruh has been granted, been granted a perpetuity. Now it will continue. It was in alam arwah Then it was blown into the being that was now, that fetus that was formed into the womb of the mother and had come to the stage of four months. Now this ruh was blown in and then it was with this insan through his life in dunya. And then when this insan, the time had come for the ruh to leave and insan got buried, but the ruh continued. And there is this connection of a very subtle nature with that which was buried under the ground. But the real benefit and the real rewards and the pleasure of that, of the, of the good that a person did, it's primarily the ruh that enjoys it. But it is connected to the body that was buried in the grave. And the azab is primarily experienced by the ruh. But there is a connection with that body that was planted in the grave, buried in the grave. And it is eventually this ruh that will be given another body that will now continue in Jannah in the kind of manner that Allah Ta'ala wishes it to continue there. But that ruh is going to continue. So this physical side of insan, a time will come when he'll get buried. 
But this rule of insan, this will continue. And this will have to face various things in the journey ahead. So, when Allah Ta'ala has provided for this external self, which is the secondary part of insan, so obviously Allah Ta'ala has provided for the inner self, which is the primary, primary part of insan. So now this anxiety, this fear, all these negative emotions that become so overwhelming and a person sometimes can't function in life, he becomes completely overcome by all these things. So is there something that has been provided to help him overcome all this? What is the antidote for all this? So the antidote that Allah Ta'ala has provided is Yaqeen. To the extent that a person has developed yaqeen, conviction in Allah Ta'ala, conviction in the Zat, in the being of Allah Ta'ala, conviction in the Sifat, in the attributes of Allah Ta'ala, in the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala, in all the attributes of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala is all knowing, Allah Ta'ala is all seeing, Allah Ta'ala is allful, Allah Ta'ala has Everything in his control, Allah alone is the doer. To the extent that this yaqeen is in the person's heart, to that extent he will overcome the challenges of dunya. To that extent he will be calm when everybody else is in fear. To that extent he will be having good thoughts and expectations about Allah Ta'ala, when others would have lost their hope, Nauzubillah. In the Hadith of Qudsi, Rasulullah says that Allah Ta'ala says, that, Ana inda zanni abdi bi. that I deal with my slave according to his expectations of me. What kind of expectations he has, that's how I deal with him. And thereafter, further it's mentioned in that same Hadith of Qudsi, that whoever wishes should now have the kind of expectations he wants. In other words, he wants to be dealt with in a certain manner positively, then have positive expectations of Allah Ta'ala. And if he wants to have it the other way around, then he should have all negative thoughts and expectations. He should have all negative ideas. That's what will become the end result. So now to the extent of this yaqeen, of this yaqeen, to the extent of this conviction, this husnes zan will be there with Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. To the extent that this yaqeen has been developed, he'll have good expectations of Allah ta'ala. And to the extent that this yaqeen has weakened, then the slightest thing will happen and the person will start losing hope, 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 will becoming despondent, will start having ill thoughts, about Allah Ta'ala Na'uzubillah. So the whole thing comes down to the aspect of Yaqeen. And Allah Tabaraka Wa Ta'ala has repeatedly in the Quran Sharif given us so much which is meant to develop this Yaqeen. Right from the beginning of the Quran Sharif till the end, repeatedly the ayat of the Quran Sharif are being presented to us which developed this yaqeen of insan to turn to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala to recognize Allah ta'ala to recognize the qudrat of Allah ta'ala to recognize that Allah is in control 
to recognize that everything will happen only if Allah Ta'ala has willed it. That, will, that is what will happen. And nothing will happen which Allah Ta'ala has not willed. The whole world can try what they want. In the ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala describes various incidents of the Anbiya Now these are incidents of the Anbiya of the past nations, those Anbiya who were sent to various nations. Allah Ta'ala is giving us these incidents in the Quran Sharif. As mentioned on many many occasions, the Quran Sharif is not a book of bedtime stories now as Allah. Allah Ta'ala mentions these incidents, these are incidents for Ibrad, and incidents for Mawizat, to take Nasihat, and incidents to develop our Yaqeen in Allah Ta'ala. وَكَذَلِكَ نُرِي إِبْرَاهِيمَ مَلَكُوتَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَلِيَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُوْقِنِينَ Allah mentions about the creation of the heavens, the earth, the stars, the various elements, and how things happen, how the rains come down, and how the rains then bring to life the dead earth, and how Allah makes the huge ships weighing thousands of tons and millions of tons, Allah knows best what the full weight of some of those ships are. Allah Ta'ala makes it sail on water. You can't put your little pen on the water and make it sail that sinks. Allah Ta'ala causes this. Allah Ta'ala, our signs, among the signs of Allah Ta'ala. That these ships that sail on the, ocean, on the waters of the ocean like huge mountains. Some ships say carry about several 30-40,000 containers. 30-40,000 containers on one ship. But who's keeping the sailing on water? Water, which is so... The density of water is what is it? You can't... There's nothing solid about it. You put your finger and go say right through. And this... Allah Ta'ala is keeping... Say, no, no, insan built that ship in this manner. And what? This is a sign of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala enables this insan, gave him that akal. That look, you do it like this. You do it like this, we'll make it sail. We'll keep it afloat on water. Allah Ta'ala then explains that sign in the Quran Sharif. Allah Ta'ala's sign. So like that, Allah Ta'ala mentions the incidents of various Anbiya Ali Allah Ta'ala mentions in وَكَذَلِكَ نُرِي إِبْرَاهِيمَ مَلَكُوتَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ That we showed Ibrahim والسلام, we show him the kingdom of the heavens and the earth. وَلِيَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُوْقِنِينَ So that he may become a person of even increased yaqeen. Anbiya والسلام, their yaqeen is at a height, at a peak. But the thing about yaqeen, like iman, Iman, Yaqeen, these all are, go hand in hand, these all are different dimensions of the same reality. So Iman, the Iman of the Anbiya alayhi salatu salam is such that all those after the Anbiya alayhi salatu salam, even the Sahaba Ikram all put together, they can't come to a fraction close to the Iman of one Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. Any Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. And all the Anbiya Ali Musalatu Salam, all of them 
cannot compare to a fraction to Rasulullah sallallahu But with all that, Iman and the level of Iman is such that there isn't any end to it. And therefore Rasulullah sallallahu was blessed with that, that there was constant progress at a speed and at a, in a manner that cannot be imagined. So now just like that is unlimited, this yaqeen is also unlimited. So Ibrahim والسلام, who is a personality of, who was the father of the people of Tawheed. So this is where Tawheed really then flourished from. And Allah is mentioning about him. كَذَلِكَ نُرِي إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَلَكُوتَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَلِيَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُوْقِنِينَ So that he might become among those with increased yaqeen. He already had very firm yaqeen. But even he is being given increased yaqeen. So now where we stand? How much we are in need of increasing this yaqeen? This conviction in Allah Taala. Conviction in his zat, in his sifat, in his qudrat. In that everything is in Allah Ta'ala's control. To the extent that this yaqeen has been developed in the dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allahumma qsim lana min khashyatika ma ta'hulu bihi baynana wa bayna ma'asiyatik. Ya Allah grant me that extent of your fear which becomes a barrier between me and sin. Nabi Islam was ma'asum. What sin? Was there ever any chance of any sin also? But he's teaching us that. That make this dua, ask the amount of fear of Allah Ta'ala. That it becomes a barrier between us and sin. وَمِن طَاعَتِكَ مَا تُبَلِّغُنَا بِهِ جَنَّتَكَ Ya Allah grant me that extent of your itaat, that extent of your obedience, which takes me to jannat. MashaAllah obedience is there, but is it that much that will take a person straight to jannat? And then the third thing Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asks, وَمِنَ الْيَقِينِ مَا تُقِينِ مَا تُهَوِّنُ بِهِ عَلَيْنَا مَصَائِبَ الدُّنْيَا Allah grant me that level of yaqeen. This too, Nabi Islam had the height of yaqeen. This is ta'aleen for the ummad. Allah grant me that level of yaqeen through which the challenges of dunya become very very trivial and minor. مَا تُهَوِّنُ بِهِ عَلَيْنَا مَصَائِبَ الدُّنْيَا all the challenges and all the tests and trials of dunya become very trivial, very minor. Bahawin. You make it very, very minor and very trivial. So what will make it trivial? Yaqeen. Amin al-yaqeen. So Allah Ta'ala is mentioning in the ayat of the Quran Sharif, the incidents of the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. So Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, what was his way of inviting the people to make them understand فَلَمَّا جَنَّ عَلَيْهِ اللَّيْلُ رَآ كَوْكَبًا قَالَ هَذَا رَبِّي I tried to make these people understand who are so steeped in shirk. So now he is so to say, talking on their behalf. He's talking on their behalf, and then the star in the night, darkness of the night, the star started shining. Now that star is millions of miles away, and it's shining so brightly that its light is coming onto the earth. So he saw this, and now he's talking on their behalf. هَذَا رَبِّي This must be my Rabb. That's what your belief is. He's talking to them. Other Rabbi. But after that, after a while, that star disappeared. He said, how can I, how can I be worshipping something that disappears? It's there and it's gone. No, no, that can't be my Rabbi. 
Then Falammar al Qamara Bazigan. Then now you see that just moon shining so brightly. And then suddenly the moon also now, after one first is fourteen moon now, meaning when when it's the fourteen moon, so full and bright. And then a few days later suddenly it starts waning and then suddenly disappears. No no no, this can't be my Rabb. If my Rabb hadn't guided me, I would have been astray also. And then finally the sun starts shining brightly. He says, This is how you think about it. Anything that seems supernatural for your thinking, that must be your Rabb. So now look at the sun, and look at how, and look how it is, and look at his heat, how it's coming. And, and from what distance that heat is so intense right down here on earth. And then how many things the sun nevertheless, many things the sun nevertheless benefits us with. Had it not been for the heat of the sun and the rays of the sun, neither will the crops then ripen, the fruit ripen. Nothing would be now in a state that can be now consumed by insan. And the sun brings up, the sun brings about all that. The sun brings the light. In that light of the day, the person now does all his work and so many things get done and the sun comes out and the sun kills so many of those organisms and things that could have been harmful for insan and the rays of the sun now have to be brought onto the body for so many things to function correctly for the vitamin D to now be produced in that body and what not all these things that it requires the rays of the sun now, when suddenly that also disappears, it's not, no, it can't be this also, impossible. What is the sun? What is the moon? I, I must worship the creator of the sun and moon. I am now totally free of all this. I'm totally free of all these things you ascribe partners with Allah Ta'ala. I worship Allah alone. But what is being taught to us? That this is the yaqeen to develop. That the sun is so mighty, but it's a creation of Allah Ta'ala. This moon, whatever the moon is, but the moon is a creation of Allah Ta'ala. So the qudrat of Allah Ta'ala is beyond all this. Allah Ta'ala's qudrat is limitless. So the manner of developing this yaqeen is to ponder over this. Ponder over what Allah Ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran Sharif about the incidents of the Anbiya Ali Musalatu Salaam. Awahina ila ummi Musa an ardi'i. Allah Ta'ala mentions about Musa Ali Salaatu Salaam. We inspired his mother's heart that now you foster him, you feed him now, but falam faida khifti alayhi fa'alqihi fil yam. Wala takhafi wala tahzani. When you suddenly now become apprehensive because Firaun's People are now moving from door to door and snatching any child that has been born, any male child. And now you fear that this is going to happen to this child. If you worried about that, then فَإِذَا خِفْتِ عَلَيْهِ فِي الْيَمْنِ Now, whether that soldiers will finally do come to this door or not is a chance. There's a chance that they may come, there's a chance they may not come. If they do come to this door, there's a chance they may now come inside and find the child, there's a chance they may not find the child. Maybe she might just manage to hide him. So whatever it is, it's a 50-50 chance. Putting a child into the river is like a 100% certainty that he's going to drown. 
in terms of apparent means, how can the child survive in a raging river? Here there's a lot of risk and a lot of danger, but there's also a chance that nothing might happen. And putting the child in that water to flow away, and those waves are going to now throw it from side to side, and what not can happen, it's like almost like no chance. But now that I think if you worried about this, then put him there. But when you put him there also, Don't have any fear and don't grieve. Let alone that he will not be harmed there. Inna raduhu ilayk. We will then bring him back to you. Now what is this all being explained to us? The incident is well known to us. What happened thereafter? And then finally that little casket ended up outside the palace of Fir'aun. And his wife saw this or she was informed about it. And this was brought in and whatever other details. We've heard this incident many times. But what is this incident teaching us? It's teaching us that yaqeen. That have trust in Allah ta'ala. Now when there is true trust in Allah ta'ala, there'll be, when there's husna is done with Allah ta'ala. When a person has that good expectation from Allah ta'ala, there'll be husna amal. Husna amal, there'll be the obedience of Allah ta'ala. So Musali Salaam's mother had that husna zan. She had that positive expectations with Allah Ta'ala so she did that she went and put the child there because the expectations were full complete husnizan will bring husni amal it's not that a person has husnizan he says no, no I have full hope in Allah Ta'ala and he's doing all the wrong things that's just lip service that I got husnizan he's got no zan had he husnizan if husnizan was in his heart then he would have been husni amal and he would have been Fulfilling what Allah Ta'ala wants from him. And then putting his trust in Allah Ta'ala alone. That will happen which Allah Ta'ala has willed. Not what I think will happen like this or like that. Whatever insan Allah Ta'ala has made possible for him to do, he must use his ability to do it. But his trust in Allah Ta'ala alone. Now when that yaqeen has developed, and when he is now completely convinced that what Allah Ta'ala has willed, that will happen. There is no escape from that also. So then, that inner feelings of insecurity, of despondency, of hopelessness, of apprehension, one level of it, insan is insan, some things come go, but where that becomes like an overwhelming situation, person can't function in life anymore now, whole life becomes in turmoil, Life, life, life must screech to a halt for something that he's not even really sure about which, what, what's really the issue, what's going on, but there's such a fear, such an overwhelming fear, that that fear has now disrupted his whole life, disrupted his deen, disrupted everything. So the issue is to develop that yaqeen to the point where insan will do what he has to do in terms of what is reasonable, what is within the limits of shariat, what Allah Ta'ala has allowed him to do, he'll do. But his trust in Allah Ta'ala alone. And then he carries on with life. He carries on with life. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has willed, there's no escape from it. And when there's no escape from it, what is the point in stressing over it before time? The chances are it might, something might not 
be meant to happen to him. So he stressed over it needlessly. Because at the end of the day it didn't happen. And if it is going to happen, why stress away from beforehand? The time comes, well, deal with it then. Somebody put it in a very nice way, says that the worry that a person has long in advance for something, that may happen, may not happen, Allah knows. But even if it's going to happen, that's going to happen one year down the line, ten years down the line. That is then, one year down the line, this worry in advance is like paying interest. Interest is haram. Don't get involved in interest. Have trust in Allah Ta'ala. When a person has that yaqeen and conviction, he develops that yaqeen and conviction in Allah Ta'ala, then whatever is decreed, well that will, is in Allah Ta'ala's control. But in all that, his, his heart will be still attached to Allah Ta'ala. And that too will become a means of his progress in getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. Then whatever has to be done to relieve himself, to try and find some relief, some uh, whatever ease, whatever is within the limits of Sharia, he'll have to take that, he'll do that. But the heart will be attached to Allah Ta'ala. And this is the prescription for moving on peacefully, which Allah Ta'ala has given us in the Quran Sharif. Prescription of Yaqeen. And the Yaqeen gets developed by pondering over these ayat of the Quran Sharif, the incidents of the Anbiya, the incidents of the ayat of the Quran Sharif that relate to the creation of the heavens and the earth. Inna fi samawati wal ard, those who ponder over, over the creation of the heavens and the earth. Ponder and then what? Ponder and then, Rabbana ma khalaqta hadha batila. Their very recesses of their hearts then shout out, Rabbana ma khalaqta hadha batila. Ya Allah, you haven't created all this in vain. Subhanak. Allah, you are pure from every blemish and every fault. All this huge creation you've created, can it just be in vain? No, 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 nothing is in vain. Faqima adab nar All this is meant to lead us to get to you. Now that final abode is either Jannat or Jahannam. Ya Allah, you enable us to recognize you through all these signs. So that at the end of the day, Faqima adab nar Save us from going to the Jahannam and the fire of the hell. Ya Allah, you take us to Jannat through your marifat. Through having recognized you, through having understood the greatness of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. So that is the ultimate goal. But already in dunya, the, the cash benefit of it will be وَمِنَ الْيَقِينِ مَا تُهَوِّنُ بِهِ عَلَيْنَا مَصَائِبَ dunya. While in this dua, one is we are being taught to make this dua. To ask Allah Ta'ala. At the same time, this dua is a message. That if you want the challenges of dunya to become minor for you, then develop yaqeen. This is the lesson that is being given. The duas of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa were duas, they were talim. So while we are being taught, make dua. And ask this dua from Allah ta'ala. At the same time, this is the lesson being given to us. That if you want these things to become minor for you, develop yaqeen. So this repeatedly pondering over these things that Allah has created and recognizing Allah Ta'ala, speaking about the greatness of Allah Ta'ala, 
pondering over these ayat of the Quran Sharif about the incidents of Dambi Ali Musalam, reading the Sirat and the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Sahaba Ikram, their incidents, what kind of yaqeen they displayed at every moment. وَلَمَّا رَأَى الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الْأَحْزَابَ قَالُوا هَذَا مَا وَعَدَنَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ When the Sahaba were surrounded from every direction, all the forces of Batil all combined to now try and come and pounce on them together. Now this was like a a hopeless situation, situation of despondency. How and they are being uh, incited in this way. Look, this is now a lost case for you. When they are being told that this is now you are really gone now. This only increased their faith in Allah Ta'ala. We've already been forewarned about these challenges that will come. And in all these challenges we must turn to Allah Ta'ala alone. So it's nothing for us to now become overwhelmed with. We'll undertake what we have to do. We will do what we have to do. We have to dig a trench, we'll dig the trench. So started digging the trench. And in all that difficulty of digging the trench, but in that too their trust was in Allah Ta'ala. And their connection was with Allah Ta'ala. لَوْلَ اللَّهُ مَهْتَدَيْنَا وَلَا تَصَدَّقْنَا وَلَا صَلَّيْنَا فَأَنزِلًا سَكِينَةً عَلَيْنَا وَثَبِّتِ الْأَقْدَامَ إِلَّا قَيْنَا They're digging the trench and they are singing these words. لَوْلَ اللَّهُ مَهْتَدَيْنَا if it was not for the guidance of Allah Ta'ala, if it was not for Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy upon us, you would have not have been having any hidayat. What we would have known what is to give sadaqah, what we would have had any idea of what it is to perform salah. Allah, you alone are the one who has our hearts in your control. Everything around us seems like it is now, we have no chance against anything. And this is a situation where as if, if a person just has to just only think about it, his heart must burst. Can't handle it anymore. Ya Allah, you are the controller, but فَأَنزِلًا سَكِينَةً عَلِينَا Ya Allah, you put that sukoon in our hearts. وَثَبِّتِ الْأَقْدَامَ إِلَّا قِينَا Ya Allah, if you have to come face to face with that enemy, you make us firm and steadfast. فَأَنزِلًا سَكِينَةً عَلِينَا وَثَبِّتِ الْأَقْدَامَ إِلَّا قَيْنَا إِنَّ الْأُلَىٰ قَدْ بَغَوْا عَلَيْنَا إِذَا أَرَادُوا فِتْنَةً أَبَيْنَا These disbelievers and all these forces of batil, they have tried to deviate us. And when they have tried to put us into fitna, أَبَيْنَا We totally rejected it. We got nothing to, we got nothing to worry about anything, anything of their attempts to try and deviate us. We connected to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. So in all those challenges, it only increased their iman. Bazaduhum illa imano wa taslima. To ponder about this, ponder about the lives of the Sahaba Ikram, to talk about it, to read about it, discuss it, discuss it with our families, to keep repeatedly doing this. So that each time this keeps refreshing our iman, increasing our yaqeen, and there is no need for us to look anywhere else but in the Quran and Sunnah, in the beautiful life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, in the manner in which the Sahaba Kiram conducted themselves, that is where all our guidance is.
this is what we have to look to, this is how we have to deal with whatever challenges come in our life as well, then dunya is dunya, but in all that, Allah Ta'ala will grant us that sabr, that peace, that itminan, that sukoon, and dunya also will become a place of good for us, but the real abode is akhirat. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala keep us steadfast on iman, Allah Ta'ala bless us with the strength of yaqeen, Allah Ta'ala full our hearts with very firm yaqeen and iman, Allah Ta'ala keep us progressing at every step and getting closer to Him at all times. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 لا الله لا إله إلا 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 الله 
ولاحولاقوتم جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله